Okay, welcome to Free Association. Uh, this is a news show, a news clip show. I'm just going to go through some of the news about Chip Jones and Liz Truss. No more than half an hour, probably slightly less than half an hour, I would think. Um, let's start with, well, they're all from GB News, but now let's start with this one. The latest, I suppose, is that we're just waiting, frankly, Patrick. <laughs> that is the latest, because we're not really expecting to hear an awful lot more from Liz Truss. Uh, today she made that speech a little earlier, didn't she, when she had won uh, that election uh, victory, and she said she we're going to deliver a great victory for the Conservatives at the next election in 2024, uh, and that... Uh, she was going to deliver, deliver, deliver for the British public when it comes to some of the really tough, really tough uh, problems facing this country in the weeks and months to come, whether that is around energy prices, much speculation that could involve a price freeze on the cap that is currently in place, whether it's trying to tackle that migration crisis in the English Channel that animates money of our viewers, whether it is trying to steer the British economy to growth at a time in which it may well be facing a recession or trying to sort out the national health service. Uh, but we're going to get those details, aren't we? Probably we in will. the days and weeks to come. As I say, it is not going to be easy at all. But the big thing is she has to get in here, first of all, into number 10 at Downing Street. Uh, that is going to happen uh, tomorrow. We've got a little bit more detail, Patrick, on the choreography for uh, tomorrow. Of course, Boris Johnson is still Prime Minister. He's been on the phone today, the President Zelensky. This is his last full day as Prime Minister. He is going to get up essentially at the crack of dawn tomorrow morning and he's going to stand on the streets of Downing Street at 7.30am, hopefully avoiding the rain, where he will make his last speech to the nation as Prime Minister. He's then going to get on a plane, go up to Scotland to Balmoral to see the Queen, in which he will, of course, tender his resignation. Uh, Liz Truss uh, will be waiting in the wings uh, to go and see Her Majesty to say that she can form a government. She will then come back and formally announce her cabinet, though we think some of those conversations around who is going to be in those top cabinet jobs, Kwasi Kotan as Chancellor, mm -hmm. Suella Braverman as Home Secretary, uh, James Cleverley as Foreign Secretary, are already being had on the telephone uh, this afternoon. Ah. You have to remember that Liz Truss has been preparing, frankly, to get into number 10 for the last couple of weeks, Patrick, talking to senior civil servants, senior officials in government departments, so that she can be quick off the block. All I would suggest, though, is that this week, certainly in the next couple of weeks, could well shape her entire premiership. Why do I say that? Because she's not really going to have a honeymoon period. And there's an awful lot of expectation that after a really long Conservative leadership race, this government really needs to get going and get going pretty quickly. Live now to our political editor, Darren McCaffrey, who, yes, there he is outside the most famous front door in Britain, 10 Downing Street. Darren, what's the latest? Yeah, and uh, it must be said, a front door behind which you'll still find Boris Johnson. Because <laughs> Patrick, he remains as Prime Minister. He will do so for another day or so. But Liz Ross will be packing her bags and getting ready uh, to move in. As you say, uh, she is now the new Conservative leader. 57% of Conservative members decided to back her. In the end, probably not as great a margin as some had uh, predicted. And that is a sign, I think, of the difficult task. Let's be very frank about this, that... Liz Truss is going to face in the days, weeks and months to come. Uh, after all, 
She only got into the final two by scraping by Penny Morden. Rishi Sunak was by far the most popular amongst Conservative MPs. And I think all this could have an influence in the end about who she appoints around that cabinet at table. But let's take you through what's going to happen in the next 24 hours or so. Liz Truss this afternoon has been in at CCHQ, Conservative Party headquarters here in central London, meeting those staff, thanking them for what they've done over the summer when it comes to that election campaign. I don't suspect we're going to hear from her for the rest of the day. Then tomorrow morning, Boris Johnson's going to emerge from that door behind me with Larry the Cat there in the background. And he is going to make a speech, his final speech as Prime Minister on the steps of Downing Street before flying up to Scotland to meet the Queen, where he'll tender his resignation. And then, waiting in the wings, Liz Truss will walk into that same room and she will be asked by Her Majesty the Queen to form a government. She'll then return here to London and to Downing Street, expecting her to address the nation at around 4pm before appointing that cabinet. And then the cold, hard reality of governing really will come in to vision, into focus. She's got Prime Minister's question time on Wednesday, but those big decisions about how to deal with the energy crisis, Patrick, how to deal with the British economy that apparently, according to forecasts, is hurtling towards a recession, how to deal with a National Health Service that's facing a very difficult winter, how to tackle that continuing migration crisis in the Channel, all that and so much more means it is going to be a very, very difficult first couple of weeks for Liz Truss. No honeymoon period here, mm. but she's insistent that she will deliver. And we heard that time and time again, didn't we, during her speech, that she is here to deliver for the British public. She feels she's got the mandate to do so and that she's got the team and she would say the ideas in, in order to grow Britain's economy and to get the country back on track. Yeah, absolutely. You hit a lot of the key points there, if not all of them. Darren, we've got a poll running right now at GB News. What's the big issue for you going forward? Trust immigration, cost of living, war in Ukraine, fixing public services. Get those emails coming in as well. GB Views at GBNews.uk. We'll be talking about all the runners and riders when it comes to cabinet appointments. But Darren, I'm keen to find out what some of the political opponents have been saying. What have you got for us? Well, first of all, let me just talk you through what uh, some of the people within the party have been saying. Yeah. Boris Johnson said, first of all, congratulations to Liz Truss on her decisive win. I know she is the right plan to tackle the cost of living crisis, United Party, and continuing the great work of levelling up. Rishi Sunak, of course, she defeated. He said, thank you to everyone who voted for me in this campaign. I said, it's the right that the Conservatives are one family. It's right that we now unite behind our new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, as she steers the country through difficult times. Yes, you're right in saying the opposition have also weird in. We've heard from the Labour Party leader, Keir Starmer, this morning, Patrick, and unsurprisingly, he's slightly less impressed than Boris Johnson and Rishi Sunak. Let's have a listen to what Sir Keir had to say a little earlier. Well, we've heard far more from the latest Prime Minister about cuts to corporation tax over the summer than we have about the cost of living crisis, the single most important thing that's bearing down on so many millions of households. And that shows not only that she's out of touch, but she's not on the side of working people. So she needs to deal with the cost of living crisis. She needs to deal with the fact the NHS is on its knees and she needs to deal with the collapse of law and order. Uh, that was Keir Starmer speaking a little earlier. As you suggested at the top of the programme, Patrick, uh, this is another momentous day, a momentous week in British politics. We've had a fair few of those uh, recently. But it is, again, going to be notable that Liz Truss, now Conservative leader, will be our new Prime Minister tomorrow, Britain's 56th Prime Minister, and, indeed, our third female Prime Minister. She'll be behind that door about this time tomorrow, making those big decisions that will matter to all of our lives.
Well, a lot of people getting in touch with me are saying, are saying this. They didn't like having their freedoms taken away during the coronavirus pandemic. They do want time to controls when it comes to immigration. They do want to pay more tax, but they also want to help paying their energy bills. And they want someone who believes in Britain on the world stage, i.e. isn't going to bow down to the likes of Emmanuel Macron. Is Liz Trust those things? Well, Liz certainly says she's those things. And if you ask me, probably the main reason Liz won this leadership contest is she was able to be that sort of bullish, upbeat leader. We had that in Boris Johnson. I think anybody that wants to be prime minister has to sell us that story of hope that the economy can get better, that we can be proud in our country, that, you know, things will be better for the next generation than for ours. And really, that's what Liz was selling. She was selling a sort of a happier time, a more opportunistic time. And I think I think that's probably where she fell down. What do you think of this? Do you reckon that actually now this could be bad news for Keir Starmer because he's got to deal with someone who's going to get a little bit of a honeymoon period? Uh, well, we aren't seeing that at the moment and that very narrow victory, which was unexpected. She expected to win by a much larger margin. I mean, she's probably going to big job in her hands to try and unite our party but what we've heard over the last three or four weeks through this leadership concept is nothing that's going to help people pay their energy bills or deal with the cost of living crisis and the big issues that people are chatting about in their in the pubs and around their kitchen tables and until uh, the new prime minister Liz Trust comes up with answers to those questions then I don't think Labour have got anything to fear at all and I would just plead to her that there's a policy on the table, Labour's energy freeze policy paid for by a windfall tax on the oil and gas companies, take it off the shelf, bring it to Parliament on Thursday and we'll back it and let's get people's bills frozen uh, before they've got well, to make those dreadful choices between heating and eating. Well I'm, I'm reading headlines here right now in front of me that Liz Trust is expected to freeze energy bills and uh, I suppose her way of doing things is not necessarily to take it out on the large oil and gas companies, it's to go for growth. Is Labour against growth? Uh, well, no, actually, our whole economic policy is about growth. But the key thing here is to look at these excess profits of the oil and gas companies that are eye-watering. In fact, I think the CEOs of Shell and BP have called them momentous and a cash machine. We need to look at those profits and we need to take them back into the Treasury and give them back into uh, people's pockets. People are trying to get from this government, who have been essentially on holiday and absent for the last four or five weeks, uh, some answers to the big questions that they have. And they are not going to be able to pay their energy bills. Many millions of people will be sent into fuel poverty and the government have to come up with a credible answer for that that is both uh, showing where the money is going to come from uh, and not choke off any more growth in this country. We've had 12 years of low growth uh, and high taxes in this country from this Conservative government and I just don't think that can continue. Yeah, I suppose, I mean, just judging by a lot of our viewers here, of course, as you would imagine, one of the key issues for them is immigration. One of the key issues as well is our strength when it comes to dealing with the European Union, etc. And on both of those, one would imagine that Liz Trust might play better with the average man on the street. Immigration is a key issue up and down the country. And frankly, this country did vote for Brexit as well. Keir Starmer's not really at the races when it comes to either of those things, though, is he? We've all accepted that Brexit's happened. We've left the European Union, but the two key things that the public will want from any government, including our future Labour government, is for the Brexit deal that's on the table to work. Uh, it's clearly not working at the moment. And for us to work in partnership with our European neighbours to resolve the problems and grow and deepen the relationship so we can trade without uh, barriers and we can uh, live and work abroad and we can have travel that's unfettered. So these are the big issues that have to be resolved. I don't think anybody, whether they will leave or remain, and I think those arguments have now 
gone in terms of the public, but I don't think anyone who was Leave or Remain would say anything other than the fact we've got to make this work and we've got to have a relationship that's working with our neighbours. And to suggest that the best thing that Liz Trust can do is to pick fights with our European neighbours is certainly not uh, acknowledging yeah. the problems that are there with the Brexit deal and actually trying to deal to make them to make it work. One thing I find fascinating is I was expecting there to be clamours now. I mean, the, the writing's on the wall for this. You can make the case very easily for a general election very, very quickly. We need a general election now. The public haven't voted on Liz Truss. We've got a new leader. Let's let the public decide. I, I'm not hearing a huge amount of that from the Labour Party at the minute. Liz Truss herself said the next general election 2024. Would you be in favour of one a lot sooner than that or not? Well, the official Labour Party press release called for a general election. We've been calling for a general election for months now in terms of getting the public to decide whether or not they wanted Boris Johnson as Prime Minister and now whether they want Liz Truss as Prime Minister. I think it would be incumbent uh, on Liz Truss to go all the way to Balmoral uh, in Scotland uh, tomorrow to accept the position of Prime Minister of the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland and then ask the Her Majesty to dissolve Parliament immediately to take this back to the country. This is our fourth Conservative uh, Prime Minister, the 12 years of disastrous uh, government and I think when you look at what's been said and debated and argued over the last four or five weeks between the Conservative Party they're also admitting they've failed over the last 12 years so time for a fresh start for this country and the only person that can deliver that fresh start is a UK Labour government led by Keir Starmer as Prime Minister so let's get to the polls as quickly as possible bring it on now is GB News' Home and Security Editor, Mark White, who's been following proceedings for us. Mark, thank you for joining us. What's the latest from where you are? Afternoon, Patrick. Yeah, this is a crucial, really, uh, few days of hearing as far as Liz Truss is concerned, uh, because she is wedded to the Rwanda policy. She said that throughout her campaign for the leadership of the Conservative Party. Uh, and so we now have that playing out in the court, this judicial review challenging the legality of the Rwanda policy. And what we heard today as the sides for both the government through the Home Office and of course those uh, other uh, side of the debates represented by uh, charities, human rights charities, uh, the Public Service Union uh, and representatives of a number of asylum seekers is that uh, the policy in their view is unlawful. They claim that Rwanda was uh, a one-party uh, one uh, authoritarian state that uh, would often imprison, torture and even murder political opponents. They also claimed that the British government in signing the Rwanda deal knew this because they had had advice from the Foreign Office about Rwanda's human rights record. Now, the Home Office, in arguing the other side, that actually they believe that the Rwanda policy is perfectly lawful and should happen, say that that was old advice. It's been superseded now by new advice on Rwanda, and they claim that Rwanda is a safe place to send asylum seekers to, that they will be uh, treated fairly, they will be safe in that country, and they will have opportunities, Patrick. Absolutely. I mean, it's a huge day, this, of course, in numerous fronts. We've got a new Conservative leader, soon to be a new Prime Minister. We've got this Rwanda issue taking place as well. And this will be a huge thing going forward for Liz Truss, especially with the kind of numbers that we're seeing coming across the channel, Mark. 
Well, this is it. Uh, again, yesterday, 1,160 people crossed in 25 small boats into UK waters. And then, of course, were picked up by uh, UK Border Force and by lifeboats and taken to the Kent coast for processing, they have now entered the asylum system. That's 1,160 people, most of whom will probably be going uh, into hotel accommodation. That is at least another two or three hotels that will be requisitioned by the Home Office to deal with them. The day before, on Saturday, 960 crossed, so more than 2,100 uh, just over this weekend alone. The figure for the year to date is 27,500. We're just over a 1,000 short of the total for the whole of last year, which was just over 28,500. And, of course, we've still got four months of the year left to run, often the busiest months of the year as well. So it has never been more urgent in terms of the to-do list for... Liz Truss when she takes over uh, at Downing Street. As I say, she says she's married to the Rwanda deal. However, in terms of actually getting anybody on a flight to Rwanda, it could well be some time off because this hearing this week is five days, Patrick. Mm. So come Friday, we're not going to get a judgment on Friday. It's going to be a reserve judgment, uh, which will take place after another challenge that's going to be heard in October. So we're probably looking like November, maybe even into December, before the High Court judges finally come back and rule on this judicial review. Now, whether the government under Liz Trust decides that they want to try and uh, send uh, flights to Rwanda in the interim, we don't know. We don't think that's going to happen. The indications that we're getting at the moment, at least, but it could all change when Liz Trusty wouldn't go and try and test the Rwanda flights again, having failed the last time, until this judicial review either succeeds or fails.